it feels like you're not allowed to admit that publicly and say mm. that I am uncertain. I am not sure what I'm doing yet or where I am going to go. I love that Because you're always supposed to seem like, oh, I know exactly the direction. Even if, and I've seen this a lot, where <laughs> people will make these bolder sessions. But the truth is, sometimes you're just not sure. Why is everyone sure? I don't understand why everyone is sure and certain about their next goal, their next project. And I think we just, we don't have enough of those conversations. Kaya Langer is a highly regarded author, blogger, professional TikToker, as I call him, and dear friend. He has many advertising awards, including several Louis, a Gold Can Lion, and a Black Eagle, to name just a few. He has published some incredible books and was the best-selling author for his books, These Things Really Do Happen To Me, and to quote myself. He's a YouTube podcaster and marketer. Kaya is a dynamic storyteller, and I cannot wait for this episode. Kaya Langa, welcome to Undeniably You. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Kaya, to Undeniably You. Hi, Saf. Thank Hi. you. This is fantastic. Love it. You finally did it. I know. You finally did it. I mean... This... And you've been talking about it. So I came to this studio two years ago, mm -hmm. and I spoke to Gio, and I was like, I want to start this podcast, and... He was like, cool, I'm so keen, let's go, let's go. And my name was The Sophia Valley Show. I remember you told me this. And honestly, two years later, when I reflected, I cringed at the branding. I cringed at the name. I was just like... It sounds like a TV show. Yeah, no, it yeah. just didn't work. Um, and then, yeah, two years later now, and I was just like, if I don't do it now, turning 30 changed something in me. I okay. don't know what it was. I was like, I'm just not afraid of what people are going to say of me, what people are going to think of me, whether it's going to pick up, whether it's going to blow up, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's more for me yeah. to actually share my authentic voice and step into myself. Oh, that is beautiful. Otherwise, I'm just going to be floating around, like figuring out something, working a nine and, to five. And, and, I, 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 and I have a sneaking suspicion that this kind of thing, talking and having conversations with lots of different people, also helps you figure out things about yourself too. Totally. Right. So your Instagram says retired YouTuber, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Like, I think that's so funny um, because I remember the story of, you know, you were like one of the first YouTubers of South Africa. Yeah. And that's so fascinating for me because I feel like if maybe I, was I, was like, first. I would like, not be surprised if I, I was not like the top, the first four, the first five, first ten. I would not be surprised. Love that. And yeah. you almost started recording videos in your bedroom, right? Phone, using a phone. Wow. In fact, not even a phone. I was just, I had this Mac that had a camera. And that's how I used to record. You know, like, yes, yeah. Yes, those the tiny camera, ones, but, those first but, MacBooks. But, but the Mac, the white MacBooks. Remember those ones? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so, yeah, And yeah. that's when I, I started recording. Wow. And such, when I look at some of those videos that, the pixelation is horrendous, but I don't know. And they became quite popular. Well, all I can say before we go back to that is it's definitely trained you to be a TikToker today. You've Probably. stayed on trend. Like. Very funny. That's actually true. <laughs> yeah. And then I made, and then I bought a, a, a phone that has an LG. Oh my mm -hmm. God. I remember those. But this LG was such a camera ready LG. Like a pro and then I started making 
videos using this this phone. What was the content? Phone. What was like? It was very you? random. So I was making, um, I made everything. So I was making funny videos. I was making serious videos, skits. So there was nothing specific that I was making. Were you not scared to like get in front of the camera? Were you not like? Can I tell you why I was not scared? Yeah. Because I knew no South Africans on YouTube. Oh. So I was absolutely not terrified because, mm. well, the internet is expensive. No one was on it. No one knew what YouTube was. My entire probably ninety percent, maybe eighty percent of my audience was American. Okay. And then, uh, the rest were like from the UK. I had Australia. I had Mexico. At Canada, this was my my audience. Would you have been like worried if there was a South African audience, or would you be hiding yourself from that? I would have because okay. I would have been worried about what people would think. Reputation, you know, or well, like not reputation, but their perceptions they would have of me. And so I was completely unworried to such an extent that I, I got, I had the founder of YouTube. Mail me. Well, so the, the founder of YouTube mails me, and the reason he mailed me was because so there was a thing they, that used to happen on YouTube. You they used to select every day. There used to be a video that would be featured on the front page. I remember that this was a big deal, like enormous deal, mm-hmm. and I got featured twice. So someone would nominate and say this. The, any any user like this is a great video. They would review it and like actually it deserves to be on the front page. Yeah, and they'd put me on, and I got the, the, the this video that I'd made was around Black History Month, mm. and the reason I made this video is that I used to get a lot of racist comments, wow. like a lot of racist comments. Interesting, and they hate me. That go back to Africa. I was in Africa. They didn't know this. Because <laughs> in, in their minds, they could not believe that we had connection. connection we had the internet. So I could only, if I could only be in America for me to do that. And so they, um, they said, so I made a video, a parody of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Mm. But as mine was like, I have a YouTube dream. That one day, you know, so I made this. this that this, is brilliant. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> and it really blew up. And then I got an email from the founder of YouTube, Steve Chan. Sends an email. I, I really love your videos and I've been watching them. Um, it's really great to find people from different parts of the world using this platform. Wow. So this is this is amazing. And I responded to him. I was like, oh, wow, I got an email from a billionaire. <laughs> Did you say that? Did yes. You I said, got an oh email. Oh, I can't believe it. I got an email from a billionaire. Wow. So he responds. Says, oh, I'm hardly a billionaire, you know. Yeah. And that is such an incredible thing totally. that they were looking at content that was content creators from a, a, a part of the world they did not expect or anticipate. And they felt that I was bringing something very different. What was very interesting, the comments that I used to get, I used to actually get a lot of racist, not racist, but very demeaning comments from African-American. That's so interesting for and me. Because they, but also because I was also, also probably one of the top three black creators. So it just didn't make sense. For them. I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, trolls still exist today. Like, there's so much 
negativity and racism and all the stuff on social media. I mean, if you oh, just yeah. go all into celebrities, racism, yeah. any ism you can think of, it's there. Totally, yeah. yeah. How do you deal with that? Do you ever experience that now? Like, I know you're the professional TikToker, which <laughs> I, just, I enjoy I your like content so much. Ish. Yeah. yeah, you're doing, I'm, I'm telling you, your retired YouTuber <laughs> has transformed you into a modern TikToker. <laughs> and that's why I think you're timeless in a way, mm. you know, like you started with YouTube the first and now YouTube the first. We're going to get to that story later. <laughs> but and then have like gone into the Instagram. We'll talk about the book Twitter. readers, Twitter and then now TikTok. Yeah. And so is this something you just like find what's happening at the moment or is it just how do you like stay on trend? You know, it's, not, it's funny because I don't think it's staying on trend. It's me enjoying telling your story stories mm -hmm. or it's a part it's, a, it's an outlet that I have. For example, I know that I remember like I got, you know, when I went to got a job at Coke and I said one of the things about me is that it's very hard for me to do one thing. Mm -hmm. And the if I do, you know, whatever thing I do always feeds into Something. the job okay. that I'm doing. So I need my mind and my creativity needs other things apart from the job that I'm doing. So if I'm writing columns, I am making YouTube videos, I am saying something on, on Instagram, I am writing a book, that creativity needs to happen. And that will make me a better marketer. Mm -hmm. Specifically me. I'm not saying everybody. It's yeah. what I need. Mm -hmm. And so me jumping onto every new platform, it's curiosity. You know, it's about how, why does this thing work? Why is it working? And what can I learn about it? True. And then I can kind of get the patterns around it and understand and create whatever it is that I need to create. Yeah, I love that. I really see... I've seen your progression. I also think that um, you really understand the platform, even though you're like beginning with TikTok. I think you're a professional TikToker. I mean, <laughs> I can't make a reel to save my life yet. Oh, you'd be surprised. I know. Um, but going back to Coca-Cola, so you, was that your first job in marketing? In marketing, yes. Okay. Because I was a creative before. You know, as yeah. a copywriter and that's what I used to do. I think you're a professional content creator in my head, but let's go back to, I really think you are. Just interesting. I had, a, I had a boss when I wrote, after my, I think my second book and became relatively successful, he sent me an email, a message I don't remember saying, you know what's very interesting is that every single thing that you've done, it becomes very successful. Like every creative thing, yeah. venture that you've gone into. Mm -hmm. And so because he knows me from back then, he spoke about the fact that I used to do stand-up and which was, I appeared on TV a few times. Let's talk about your books quickly. So you have mm -hmm. three, four now. Yes, but Wait technically they say it's five, but it's four. Okay, let's yes. start with the first one. These things really... No, oh no, yeah. the first one's in my arrogant opinion. Yes, okay. Is and that the launch that you did in Joburg or... Not the one you want okay. to, but that was the first one. Yes. So in my arrogant opinion, that one I was asked to write. So there were five of us who were asked to write a book. And it was called the Youngsters Series. And they wanted to get more young people to buy books. Mm -hmm. And we're part of this. So it was, Anneli wrote a book, Anneli Bloda, 
Nigra Binovitz, Erot Boal, Danny Kay, also Rodzebeck, Shaga Sisulu, and myself. And we all like wrote this like small books. And the reason I was, I had, was asked to write another one was apparently because mine was the most successful of the books. And which I, it's so funny because what happened to me, I was like, this is going to be such a waste of time because I'm not the, uh, when I look at everybody here, I have the lowest name recognizable. My name is not that recognizable, yeah. right? And <laughs> no one's going to buy my book, like whatever. So I was shocked when they told me that. Mm-hmm. A little bit of imposter syndrome, maybe. Yeah, well, like, maybe. But yeah. then to be fair, if I think, I was like, well, I was writing columns. Maybe I did have an advantage over them without me realizing it. So, because people used to read my column every week mm-hmm. and therefore, okay, we know how he writes, you know, his style. Therefore, we're going to, maybe I'm the one with the advantage, yeah. even though in my mind I thought I didn't. So it's like, so I'm like, oh my God, I was so brilliant. It's just that I happen to have that head start, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that specific area, which is writing. And then my publisher saw an interview that I'd done. Part of those interviews you had to go and do because you have to sell your book. And this interview, they were asking me about my life and I was telling a little bit of my life story. And my publisher was like, I, your life story is so fascinating you've got to write and i was like no i can't write i mean i, was like, I literally said i've had cancer i was in prison for 27 years why would i write about my life i mean mm-hmm. it's very egotistical for yeah. me to be writing about my life when i haven't done anything i literally said i haven't done anything with my life why am i writing a book and it took her two years to convince me and the reason i got convinced was because she said it's precisely because you didn't go to prison for 27 years and you haven't cured cancer because you are your life story is relatable mm-hmm. and also black black people haven't seen their life story written totally. in a book and so you have the platform and therefore the responsibility to tell that story and i felt so guilty for saying no after she said that and then i thought okay fine you know and, and then i wrote the book and so that was to quote myself. Yes. Which, uh, just to say, got shortlisted for the Alan yes. Payton Prize. Yes, I was going to say that. The <laughs> most prestigious literary prize in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, by the way, also had the dubious honor of being the most stolen book in the country when it got published. <laughs> Can we get a clap for that, guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, and then the third book after that, was these things really do happen to me? I love that book. Do you know why I wrote that book? Because I wanted to write it. So my intent behind that book was to get people who are too lazy to read mm-hmm. to okay. want to get it, but also people who like reading to read it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my so that's why it has very short chapters. It's just for because I was thinking about while well, people get distracted by the internet, they do. So if it's very long chapters in a big book, people are gonna. Like, 
I don't it's wanna, so interesting yeah. that you say that because our attention span has changed through social media, yeah. right? So yes. we want to watch shorter things. We want to listen to things. We want short little yes. snippets. So like changing and adapting your writing style, that's incredible. But and then it's also... it's my most successful book ever. Yeah. And I yeah. think because of that. And then you went a step further. Yeah. With the... It's the answers from yes, during the pandemic. Is, yes, but that's like... Think about that progression yeah. now. It's like going from like little short stories because you're giving them short content to like, to literally, like literally like here's your Instagram post yes. in a book. Yeah. You know? So yeah. let's talk yeah. a little bit about that. Um, I know you've spoken about this a lot, but for those who are listening that don't know, this was birthed in lockdown. So cool. Um, and then you can tell uh, us how... Also, when it's the answers for me, it was... So I'd ask a question during lockdown. Mm-hmm. I was sitting alone. I was in my place by myself. And I'd ask a question like, um, what do you know about, for example, what do you know about someone else that they don't know you know? Mm-hmm. And then people say, oh, my parents don't know I know this. Or this one doesn't that I know this. Wow. And very, very intense things that people would confess. And uh, another one, I was like, what have you always, or something like, uh, what have you, what do you want to confess that you've never confessed? You Did you feel like you were in church, like getting like people's confessions behind closed at doors? The time, <laughs> at the time, I wasn't thinking that, but the more... I posted, the more I realized that's what it was because of the DMs I was getting. Mm-hmm. People said, thank you so much for this because... Um, a release. I said, release. And of course, when I reposted, it's anonymous. No one knows who it is. And though I can see who they were. And I felt such a responsibility because I know who these people are because I can see them. Mm-hmm. And yet they trust me so much with some very intense information sometimes. That is, oh, that right. was very I didn't heavy think about scary. that because, yes, it's anonymous, but you can see I who's posted. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, one of the most hectic things that I saw was someone told, yes, this was hectic, where, you know, some of the confessions were so intense that I would, I'd read it and I'd put my phone down and just walk away because it's just Too so much. heavy, just so a lot. Lots of very funny ones. And um, I mean, the one, there was a girl who told a story about how a friend of hers called her, mm-hmm. like middle of the night. She goes to the house. When she gets to the house, she's murdered her mother. And then her mother is dead. She gets that her mom is dead. What? And she's like, doesn't want to happen. And she calls the cops. The friend calls the cops. And the cops arrive. Is, she says, uh, my friend murdered my mother. Stop. And she gets arrested. The, the friend gets arrested. Obviously, a trial takes place and they realize actually this person had actually killed their own mother. It was not her. Did this happen she in framed South Africa? Friend. It happened, yeah, it happened in South Africa. She framed her own friend to say that a friend had killed her mother. I mean, some of these confessions were... It's a lot to deal with. How did a you, lot. how did, like you said, you put your phone down sometimes, but like beyond that, like obviously, I don't know, but like, would you need 
do you need therapy for the stuff? Do you need to like so sit funny? With I thought yourself? it was therapy for me. Weirdly enough, because I was sitting by myself. I just lost my brother just mm-hmm. before COVID. So like we buried my brother on the Saturday. On Thursday, the country was on lockdown. Wow. And I was living by myself in this house where I was living, where my brother had been living with me. So a lot of reminisce. So and I think I needed the distraction. I think it mm-hmm. was a bit of that, but I don't think that I I I I I, I needed therapy. I think because a lot of them were funny. Most of yeah. them were funny. Well, I guess you're also tapping into your creative outlet, right? Yeah. Like you're a natural storyteller. You were living in your present moment yes. and you were dealing with what you were dealing with. Yeah. And then you're like living that and you're like, oh, this is interesting. And it yeah. kind of like goes back to these things really happened to me. Like <laughs> yeah. just like happens to you and yeah. you're like, okay, well, here we go now, you know? And I think I love that about your journey. Like just knowing you for so many years is that you flow with what comes and you accept things as they come to you and I think that's a beautiful lesson for other people too is like not getting stuck in a past situation mm. you know not not holding on to something that creates your life or manifest into your life yeah. but rather creating opportunity from it you worked on an incredible project with rain like yes. all the marketing that I see for rain is incredible like I mean it's so it sticks with you and the wording how much how much did you play a part in that? Like, were you... Well, I, I'd say that, obviously, because I was looking at the, the marketing. Um, it was very... Because you, it was a strategic level, really, more than a strategic level, because I was getting involved in the absolute detail of the work. Um, but because the agency was in-house, so it mm-hmm. kind of accidentally get really involved <laughs> yeah, 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 because the agency was in-house. But you kind of let the creative agency have its way. Mm-hmm. And they know what they're doing. They're the professionals in it. And so you just step out of the way. Yes. Yeah. yeah and get them to do that. So job. now you're working on your own stuff, your own brand. What made you make that decision? Like what, I mean, you've always have, I think... So just going back like from your YouTube days yeah. and I think we're going to need another episode because I want to go back into <laughs> your story of before, yeah. which we can touch on just now. But going back to like YouTube and then like, you know, you're a columnist and then you're, I hope I said that word right. And yeah. then you, <laughs> and then you wrote all these like beautiful books yet still working your job. And now I feel like you're moving into Kaya and I don't know if I'm wrong or right. No, I don't know. I don't have an answer. So, and I mean, I like that because I, I am searching for that. Okay. Because I, you don't know, left rain uh, not too long ago. And, you know, having left it, I'm almost, okay, what must I do? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that I need to do? Yeah. Should I get back into corporate? Should I create something on my own? Should I partner with other people? So I'm literally in the process of exploration right now. I love that. And I have, you know, I mean, I've been approached by, you know, this person and that person about different things that I need to do. But at least what I do know is that I I just know the things that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Like a nine to five, maybe? Well, there's something to be said about the freedom that you have. Yes. Um, 
and then the nine to five also gives you another another freedom, which is financial. What safety. is also true is that there is no such thing as safety. You could lose your job anytime. The company totally. you could find out the company you're working for has been mm -hmm. defrauding people, and then everyone's being arrested. Or you could find that they're like, actually, thank you, we don't need your services anymore. Totally. Like anything could happen, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You lose an arm, and they're like, "You can't do your job." Said a title of your new <laughs> book: "Anything could happen." <laughs> anything could happen. So, and there is, I almost. So this is what I'm debating myself with, which is mm -hmm. knowing that there is no such thing as certainty. What should I do? If I knew that the thing that I think is certain is uncertain. What should I do that I really love and enjoy and just do that instead? And you don't have that just yet. So you've asked that out to the universe or God, yeah, I am like I, ready. I, I, I am yes. asking myself those questions. Okay. Which is a great place to be. Yes. And yeah. and it's also funny because you don't it feels like you're not allowed to admit that publicly and say mm. that I am uncertain. I am not sure what I'm doing yet. Or where I am going to go, I love that because because so you're always supposed to seem like oh I know exactly the direction even if and I've seen this a lot where <laughs> people will make these bolder sessions, but the truth is sometimes you're just not sure. Why is everyone sure? I don't understand why everyone is sure and certain about their next goal, their next project, and. And yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people are in that place at mm. the moment. You know, I was in that place and I still think I am in that place because I'm deve like developing my brand or whatever. But I think what you said right now is so powerful because just being present, going back to the present moment and saying this is where I am and it's okay. Yeah. And I'm okay to learn and grow. And that's when great things happen. Absolutely. That's when... Because you, you're awake to the moment and you go, oh my gosh, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think it also resonates with me also. Mm. Also being a public figure, you know, like having this following, um, you, you for me is authentic because you're not proving to people that you're this person already. It's like, this is my journey. Come with me or don't come with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we just, we don't have enough of those conversations mm -hmm. about, because we're always, oh, like, everyone is like a self-help guru and everyone's got the answers. <laughs> but the truth is, there are very few, if any, people who, because, yes, many people can help you find, can help you find a way to an answer or answers mm -hmm. that you require for your life. But... It doesn't mean that my way of finding and reaching the answer is the way that you arrived at it. Totally. And and that's why I think it's important to glean as much wisdom and experience from other people as possible in mm -hmm. order to actually go and find your own path. And that's why I'm saying what you are doing with, with the podcast is also is going to be very good for you. Totally, yeah. Because you'll be hearing so much. For, and you'll meet so many interesting people. Yeah, and hearing their stories. And hearing their, their stories. Experiences. Yeah. I think that's everything is storytelling and community. And you spoke about like having 
like inspirational people or mentors and I've I've kind of struggled with this because I don't like role models you know how do you take that do you have these people that you like look up to or find inspiration or is it just on social media is it your family is it it's so fun can I this is what I always think I always say your best I always say maybe role models your best mentors are the people you spend most of your time with it's not that person you go and see once a week or once a month mm-hmm. because the habits and the things that you hear on a, you know, and I spend and I talk often with my friends and they have very particular philosophies mm-hmm. and that kind of helps you somewhat because these are people you bounce ideas. It's like your, new, it's like you your family exactly. that you like constantly in touch with, especially as adults because you're not living with your family. So yes. you have these people around you that influence you yes and choose your friends wisely that's kind of what they true. said yeah very very true and and of course reading and finding out about certain people mm-hmm. that also inspires you because you pick you, you you see certain habits and whether you have them or not and there are things that you learn i think about other people by reading and by spending a lot of time with them yes and that's why I think it's so true when they say that if you, yeah, maybe parents will sometimes will be very skeptical if they feel you're spending too much time with shady people mm-hmm. because the likelihood you have to have very strong character not to be influenced and descent into that chaos that they're trying to def, you know to totally. to protect you from. So that's why you have to. Because it's it's people are very even the strongest strongest people can be influenced, you know, totally. by if you spend too much time with other people who are strange, whatever you become that. Not because yeah you're a weak character. It's just that it's so easy to pick up habits from other. I people. can totally relate to that. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. All the friendships that I've been through. I mean, I have some solid friendships that I consistently have, but. Even relationships, for example, you know, like dating someone, you become almost, you start adapting and you start learning their ways of doing things and it can influence you badly, especially if they have bad habits. Yes. can totally derail you from your, your, so I think taking a step back, looking at your friend group, what are they thinking about, like what are their life beliefs? You know, like there's, we used, there's this group of friends, like there's five of us. So I found this great sushi spot in in Joburg. Mm-hmm. Um, Yamada sushi. Yama, Yamada sushi. Shout out to them. <laughs> in Livonia. <laughs> so I found it for the first time. I was like, this, I love this. Fantastic. And the best sushi spots are not in the fanciest places. No, totally And for not. me, and, and I get there. And so I used to go there by myself, like at least three times a week. And then I we started this thing called Sushi Mondays. Love. I was like, guys, I found the spot. Sushi, let's have sushi there on Monday. Mm-hmm. And they sit there and have sushi every Monday. One day, the guy who owns this is a Chinese guy who owns the, the not Japanese, sh- yeah, Chinese, definitely Chinese, yeah. Chinese guy. So he says to me one day, <clears throat> "This is months after coming here every Monday with my friends," and he says to me, "You know what I like about you and your friends is that you guys come here and you debate, you disagree, you uh, and we would often be the last ones in the restaurant. Love that and." We, we always debate, we're always disagreeing. And it says in China, we say that fr- friends who debate and argue create a very strong bond. 
and just a great strong bond make mind strong and big wow. you know and just said this is what i read and i, I was like wow this is yeah. one of the it's, it's such a standout moment me having that him mm-hmm. coming to me and telling me that yeah and i was like actually it's so true i'm always debating with my friends and yeah. and it's always my favorite thing mm-hmm. with my friends even on whatsapp when we talk if say like everyone comes together and we hang around and we're having this stupid they seem like stupid debates but they're incredible yeah because they they stretch your mind because someone has a very different point of view and then you have to back it up you know for sure whatever it is that you're saying you have to back it up with some form of logic yeah and and everyone is listening to each other you're not being dismissive of anyone's point of view and you 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 find yourself in a much better place space yeah because yeah. you're growing right you're growing. you're growing and that they're forcing you to grow instead of like the smaller things which is like gossiping about yes. others or talking yeah. bad or like judging and all of those things and yeah i think that's that's really really powerful i noticed that about you as well you have a strong group of cool people including myself <laughs> <laughs> yes um i want to end off with something playful so mm. What do your followers or your friends even not know about you? That is very hard. Oh, uh, I can balance a mop on my toe for longer than the average person. How long? 30 seconds a minute. Stop it. I'll But like wait, like, like the this, mop like like this, like this on my toe and then I'll just stand like this. Balance it like, like you're that. almost saying football with the mop. E- yes. No, 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 no. I don't kick it up and down, but I just, you know. That is <laughs> yeah. so interesting. It's the, it's the most random. I even posted a video about it on YouTube many years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I am very grateful for your time today. And I don't feel like we actually got down to what I wanted to speak about. So we need to have. There'll be more. We need around two. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um and yeah, thank you for your special time and um I'm looking forward to more episodes. No, thank and, you. Uh, I'll, I'll I think I don't know I don't know the name of my podcast. I'm, I've also just started one. Amazing. And uh, so I would absolutely invite you to my Yeah. Well, we we guys just stay in tune cuz Kai is launching his own podcast, so we are going to have an episode together, but also um I will add his Instagram to the Blah, blah 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 all the rest <laughs> down below so you can follow him he makes yeah. such fun content on tiktok at the moment and is very into the soccer at the moment <laughs> if you're keen to figure oh, out I'm what's so going nervous. on i'm so nervous about saturday oh my gosh oh, this I'm will be posted I'm after the world cup so it's going to be interesting to mm. see who actually wins oh argentina has to win Thank you for your time and thank you for being on Undeniably You. <laughs> thank you so much my good friend. Yes. Of and many years. To the next one. Yeah.